welcome to Let's Talk About Brand. I'm your host, Christine Gritman, coming at you every single week, talking with a different guest expert about branding, especially personal branding. Today, I'm speaking to designer Amy Walters of Bloom Creative. I saw Amy speak in London at a Digital Women event, and she was talking about design and AI at that point. Uh, which is something she talks a lot about, but that is not the topic of today's show. What I really wanted to talk to Amy about today was about design and personal branding, because a lot of people, when they think of design, they think of consumer brand or something like that, or some big corporation, but personal brands also need some design love too. So Amy and I are going to talk today about, first of all, what goes into brand design, because a brand is not the design itself. So Amy definitely is very thoughtful with her process. She's going to give us some really great insights as to the things we need to give thought to before just slapping on a color and a font and calling it a brand. We're also going to talk about what type of visual branding is useful for a personal brand to have. We generally don't have things like packaging or brochures or any of that. What sort of things do we need designed? Should we work with a designer on? But also what sort of brand parameters? makes sense for a personal brand to have. Do you need a logo? Do you need colors, fonts, how many? All of that. While there are no hard and fast rules when it comes to brand design, Amy has worked with many people to design their personal brands. So she's going to tell us her expert opinion on sort of what are good things to think about when it comes to designing your personal brand. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 upfront for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Without any further ado, let's bring her on. Come on down, Amy Walters. I love the applause. <laughs> Who doesn't? My goodness. <laughs> and of course, one fabulous way to warrant applause is to have fabulous branding. So I'm actually going to dive right in with you, Amy. A lot of people, when they think about branding, they think about the design elements. They think about a color or a logo or font treatments, things of that nature. But as we were discussing before the show, a brand really is so much more than that. And really, a brand is what goes into all of those decisions ultimately. So Amy, as a brand designer, when you're working with someone on designing the visual elements of their branding, what are some of those things that really need to be nailed down first before you can decide how to represent that brand visually? Yeah, absolutely. It goes so much further than just what looks pretty and what's on trend. So what I do with clients is talk to them about their vision for what it is they're doing. So whether that's personally or in their business, what it is that they are doing, um, what their vision and their values are. And the same for their target audience, because that's important too. And once you've got that sort of picture behind the heart of their business, why did they start it? What their passion or their project, if it's not a business? Um, and then also what their target audience like to see, then that all feeds into the branding and the visual appearance. 
that has so much more meaning than just we chose this because it resonated with us on some level because it looked pretty. It gives so much more meaning and that in turn makes a brand more memorable because we as humans love to put meaning behind things. So if we can see why it's been done, we're going to remember it more and we're going to be able to relate more with that brand and that appearance. To that point about us, you know, automatically imbuing things with meaning and imbuing colors and shapes and things of that nature with meaning. What are some examples of how that translates into the type of visual branding that you would use? What are some things that we already imbue with meaning that can serve as that sort of shortcut to people for what we stand for? Yeah, so colors that you touched on is a brilliant one for that. There's something called color psychology, which is the psychology behind color. When you see a color, how does it make you feel? What does it make you want to do? Is it an encouraging color? And so looking into the color psychology, you can then choose colors that suit your brand, your niche, your industry, but also that help you to stand out. So there are colors that mean sort of happy, you know, happy meanings. And there are colors that are perhaps more serious. And those things are really worth considering. I think it's just, it's so interesting when you dive into the psychology behind color and what each and every single one means. But also on another level to that, whilst there are meanings for, if you think the whole of society, they'll see red and that means danger, or they'll see red and that means excitement. There are also meanings that are personal to every individual person. So you're not going to know what those are, but you might find that your brand really resonates with a particular target client because for them personally, the colour means something even more than what it would mean for any other person walking down the street. So colour is a brilliant place to start. And I suppose in a way, one of those shortcuts, because we all know what colours are. We all know that there are infinite colours and we all know the colours of the rainbow. So if we start with colours and how the meaning of the colors link with the meaning of your business and the passion of your business and what you do, then that is a great place to start with your branding. Hadn't meant to go this personal this early, but Amy, Purple, Bloom Creative, your company goes with purple. Tell me how you came to that decision. Yeah, I love the story behind my branding. It's something that I thought a lot about. When I started out as a freelancer, I was um, using colours that I, you know, I liked and they did resonate with me and they had meaning. But actually, now that I've gone purple and with Bloom Creative, there's so much more behind that. So the story behind the purple is that when I was um, starting my business, there was a lot of influence of my grandma. My grandma sadly is no longer with us. She passed away in 2014. But she was a creative and she was somebody who I aspire to because she was always giving. She was generous with her time. She was so kind. And she had the creative side of being an excellent painter and being able to create things out of wool, like knitted, that it was just brilliant. So she was super creative. So I looked at the color purple because that was her favorite color. She always wore purple. And then once I dove into it further, I realized that the color purple has so much more going on in terms of the color psychology. And it's a color I'm drawn to. I love the color purple too. And there's no surprise because something I find that people have with their kind of their brand colors, often they'll choose them. And then when they look at the color psychology afterwards, they'll realize that it's connected somehow with their business and their passions. Probably nine times out of 10, I find that happens. 
And when I've shared on social about it, people comment. So you might find that. So with this colour psychology behind purple, there's a lot to do with kind of creativity, which makes sense. But there's also something about the colour purple, which is it's one of the richest colours that doesn't fade over time. And I think that really describes what I do in terms of enhancing people's brands and trying to create brands that don't fade. So it's not a visual brand that will last you a few years and then you'll have to refresh it or, or start again even. But it's a brand that you can start and build from and it will last you for a huge length of time and be enhanced and lasting instead of just something quick and simple and not complex and up and out there. But then in a year's time, you realise you want to redo it. So that kind of everlasting purple colour um, really connects with that too. So that's sort of, you know, the purple side. <laughs> I love that. I love how much meaning you have in there for that purple color choice. And the interesting thing is someone else who uses purple may have a totally different meaning behind purple for it, but it also works. I know Julie Catino, who was actually the very first Let's Talk About Brand guest back in 2020, her whole thing is brand twist. It's about getting influences from outside places. And she chose purple because it's a twist of blue and red or blue and pink. They're the primary colors that are secondary in her brand, but the primary brand color is that secondary purple because it's a twist. Oh my goodness, I love it. I chose red because it was my favorite color. But since then, I've added the layers of meaning to it about excitement. Excitement and passion and enthusiasm is all my superpower. It works with the retro thing. It's so easy to pull in with lipstick and accessories. There's all sorts of, of reasons why it works. But the reason I chose it to begin with is just because it just fit for me. It just resonated. It was something I did naturally. And I could add in those elements of meaning later. But it is important to give thought to those things if you're going to really define a brand. Which actually brings me to something I really want to discuss with you. A lot of times when we think of branding, when we think of not just visual branding, but branding in general, coming up with a brand, what a brand even is, we often think of a consumer brand or a big B2B company, or something of that nature. But here at Let's Talk About Brand, and in my own work, I'm all about the personal brand. And personal branding varies pretty wildly. Some people feel like they do need some sort of visual branding. Some people don't bother with the visual branding. Not everyone has to be bathed in it like I am. First of all, I'm going to ask for your thoughts on visual branding for personal brands because some people like having a logo some people are fine with just a color palette some people just like consistency with the overall design vibe what do you feel when it comes to visual branding for personal brands and why it is useful and even why it may not be useful yeah so again you hit kind of the nail on the head in terms of consistency so consistency is one of the things that is really important, I think, when it comes to your visual personal branding. So if you do start to use a color palette, it's important to stick to that and use it consistently. And of course, over time, you can change it if there is reason to. But being consistent and showing up consistently is going to be one of those things that makes you a few things. It makes you trustworthy because you show up how people expect you to look and it makes you noticed and remembered. So people see you and they go, ah, oh, yeah, that's you. But then also when they need you further down the line, they think I need you. So as an example, I was having a chat was actually with my auntie. I don't often see her. And we had a chat at a family party recently. 
And she said, oh, I nearly got some work your way because I wanted to recommend you because my work were having a rebrand. And she said, and I got so excited that I said, I know a purple business who can do that. So for her, as soon as she heard that there was an opportunity for work, she immediately thought of me and my purple business, as she put it. Using your branding consistently, whether that's colours, whether that's fonts, whether that's carousels that look consistently the same and are engaging in design, you will be remembered and then thought of when people need your services. So I think that's a really good pro to having your branding defined in terms of personal branding. There are cons if you go a bit too far and you spend too much time perfecting your look because naturally as humans, we're not perfect. And you don't want to, as your personal brand, look to be the perfect person because people don't follow that online. They don't want to see the perfect. They want to see the real. So as long as you're balancing that with meaningful branding that works for you, that resonates with you, and then not taking it too far and being too perfect about it, that you either don't post or you post too infrequently or you you restrict yourself and your content because of that, then you can create that perfect balance with your personal brand. If I may extrapolate from that, from what you're saying, so consistent is better than perfect, but doing it at all is even more important than consistent. You don't have to feel boxed in by the elements that you've defined if they make you unable to be a person. (laughs) Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly that. It's that kind of balance and the balance you have to keep an eye on all of the time. Now, how do you feel about logos? for personal brands? Because I know that's a tricky one. At the beginning of my business, I had a logo. I didn't really like it and I almost never used it. And I have since developed a logo that I love that is literally based on my own signature. Um, It's very close to my own signature and it has the retro vibe, but it took years for me to get to a point where I had something I enjoyed using and that was flexible enough to use also because my old one only kind of worked in a square. How do you feel about personal brands and logos? Do they need them? Do they generally not? And what should people consider when considering one of those for their personal brand? Yeah, so I think it changes all of the time per person. So it's definitely an individual answer. So for some people having a logo like yours, that's a more signature logo, that works for them because it means they can brand stuff up that does require a logo, whether that's on a business card or on a website. So there are places that logos can be used for personal branding. That being said, I think definitely the people I've worked with in terms of personal branding, we have chosen to stick more to that sort of signature handwriting style because that feels the most personal. So it makes sense that your logo is based on your signature because that's a very personal approach to a personal branding logo. I think though, with whether or not you should have one, you can do without one. So there are a number of social platforms you'll probably be on. If you are on those social platforms, often you'll need a profile picture. And there is a lot of kind of discussion out there as to whether your profile picture should be your photo or should be your logo. But I think we can all agree with leaning more towards photos, especially when it's personal branding. So if you're using your photo and your face, that sort of, I suppose, becomes your logo in that's the face of what you do. And that's what people recognize in the way that a logo might be the face of a business. So there are pros and cons. And like I say, it's completely individualized as to whether a logo would be worth it for you and your personal brand. Work it out whether that would be something that you need and why. If you're just doing it to have a logo for logo's sake, probably not the reason. 
I absolutely love what you said about how your face can almost function as the logo. I always encourage that when people are comfortable doing it, especially if they're operating as a service provider or something where the business name is their name. I'm Christine Gritman Inc. And so Christine Gritman is the product, is the service, is what you're getting. Um, I'm curious as to how you decided to go with a name for your business with Bloom Creative instead of just going with Amy Walters. How did you make that decision? I actually started as Amy Walters. So when I started freelancing in 2018, I started as Amy Walters, then art and design. And I had two parts of my business and it was all very much me. I then went through some business coaching around this time last year. So I'm coming up to Bloom Creative's one year birthday. So around this time last year, I was coming to the end of my coaching. And in that, I had discovered that actually by using my name, I was limiting myself because I was weaving my own identity with my business. And for me as a person, that didn't work so well. And I needed a way to express myself creatively in a business that had its own identity but I could also be Amy Walters who does her creative hobbies and has her side hustles at the same time. But I wasn't always Amy Walters and everything was part of that. So that's why I then started looking at having a name. That's when I added purple into. And Bloom comes from the idea that I help businesses to bloom. So you start, you know, as a bud and then you'll bloom and then you'll be blossoming. And I help businesses to bloom and continue to bloom. So businesses who are already functioning, who are already successful, but perhaps even the businesses are blooming, but their visual identity is as if they've just started out and they need to bring that up to show that they are blooming. So it's that kind of thing. That's where Bloom came from. And of course, creative, I decided because I was Amy Walters art and design. And that felt that I, I was even restricting myself further by just art and design. And I wanted to widen it to creatives. So I did start as Amy Walters and I built my brand there and then I changed it about a year ago. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And I also want to go back to something else that you pointed out about branding and personal brands, which is pictures. You're, you're not a brand photographer, and I've certainly had some of those on and will continue to, but I imagine that some of the design work you do with clients, uh, especially for personal brands, incorporates photography on some level. Do you work with photographers and clients together to figure out what's going to be on brand, what's going to work for the designs that you're doing for them? How does photography, beyond the simple basic headshot, 
factor into the design work that you're able to do or that you love to do for clients, especially when it comes to a personal brand? Personal brand photography is so much more exciting than just your standard headshot. I work with a photographer who does my brand photography, and she is brilliant at having those discussions with clients about what is it that you do? Who is it that you are as a person? And what do you want to show in these photos? So if I give a personal example, for me, the last photo shoot we had, it was my first one since Becoming Bloom. So since Becoming Purple, and I really wanted to make a thing of that. So I went to Tesco's one evening when all of the flowers are yellow stickered and I bought all of the purple ones. And then I got myself some purple paper confetti and I found everything purple I had. And of course, all of my purple clothing. And then I made sure that not only did I include my purple, because that was the big thing that I wanted to display, but also I included my personality. So we had some photos where my head is poking out from the side of stacked up board games. And we were a bit selective where we chose the board games that had some floral element to them so that they work. But it was to show that part of my personality in being creative is that I love to problem solve and I love to play board games. And I've got tons of flowers at home and I've got a kind of water jug that sprays and I've put on there bloom where you are planted and so of course that works with bloom creative so we had a kind of shot of me spraying that and that's all the different ways that you can build not only your branding in terms of the purple and the style but also building your personality she is a fab person who I recommend clients to and she can then draw out a bit further than the stuff that I would say I would give some guidance in terms of perhaps the style of images and whether they need to be particularly edited or quite natural looking and the kind of lighting and stuff. But she would take it and go so much further with the personality side of things, weaving that with the design, which is just fabulous to see. And the results look on brand. I love that. Now, when someone is going into have stuff designed for their personal brand, What are some things that you would typically design for someone's personal brand? What sort of digital assets? I don't know if there are any physical materials, but what are some things? I mean, I know you can run the gamut, but what are the usual things that you recommend someone who is building their personal brand out with a designer have in their design arsenal? So generally, it would be the digital stuff. So a website would be something I'd recommend, especially if that person as a personal brand perhaps are representing a few different companies. So they're perhaps the CEO of a company and the director of another and they've got a passion project and they want somewhere to be themselves in all that they do. They might then need a website and that's something that I would work with them to design and have a website that really encompasses their personal brand and lists all of the things they can do. Perhaps they're a speaker as well and You know, everything entrepreneurs tend not to stick to one thing. A website can draw all of that together. In a similar way, I would then also recommend something like a set of social media banners so that then their personal brand can be really recognizable on their social profiles. So LinkedIn is an excellent example of that, where you go on someone's page and before you even scroll to read their stuff, you see their photo and then you see their banner. And making use of that banner space in a really clever design way that is on brand and that shows what you do is something that I think is really important in terms of personal branding. Another thing that I just want to point out also on LinkedIn that um, I know people have noticed on mine recently is that in addition to that banner, 
and your profile image, you also can choose a handful of highlighted pieces of content and you can choose you can upload images to those as well. It might be a website link to something and maybe there's a default image that goes in there. You can override that and upload an image of your own. So that's just yet another opportunity you have to really drive that visual branding home on something like a LinkedIn profile. <laughs> Absolutely. So what are some other things that people should be looking at? You mentioned social. Do you do templates for people? Do you help people with that? And what sort of things do people tend to need in that regard? Templates are something that they save time and they help you to look consistent. So it comes back to what we were talking about earlier in terms of that consistency balance with not being perfect. If you've got a template, it's ready to go and you can fill it in. So quite often, either on LinkedIn or Instagram, you'll share a carousel perhaps of top tips or of a client testimonial or something like that. You can then use those templates. So yes, I'll design templates for clients for those kind of things. And we'll look at what content they share regularly can be templated and then what content perhaps can't be templated. And then we'll look at some brand guidelines around those, which is the phrase for a document full of um, ways in which to use certain colors, certain fonts, some do's and don'ts. But there, there's obviously flexibility because social media, again, does not need to be absolutely perfect. So, yeah, templates is a brilliant one. How much flexibility should people have? Um, generally, again, no hard and fast rules. But generally speaking, I know a lot of us have heard about design guidelines, brand guidelines, and, and it's good to have some of those. But what do you recommend people define as part of their visual branding and how tightly should they define it? I know some people have whole color palettes. Some people have one color. What do you like to do with people when it comes to defining a personal brand's design guidelines? So defining colors is important. And I think being self-aware of how much creativity and creative license you like to have for yourself can help you decide how many brand colors to have. So you might be someone who has one or two, or you might be someone who has a batch of additional colours, secondary, tertiary colours that you can dip in and out of. So that if you perhaps get a bit bored, I think creatives do have the tendency. Um, so if you are a creative with a personal brand, sometimes have the tendency to get a bit bored with doing the same thing, then you can dip into those secondary, those tertiary colours. Having that awareness about yourself can help you to build a personal brand that works for you and isn't restricted. Um, I'd also include fonts in personal branding, and that just helps with consistency. If you're always changing up your fonts, you run the risk of looking probably a little bit more amateur than you are, and you're um, not going to be recognized quite so much because people will see you appearing differently every time. And again, that could break some of that trust because you're not appearing how they expect to see you. But outside of colors and fonts, you can go as deeply as looking at exactly the style of images and the style of videos you create and even the transitions that you use. But if you're consistently showing up with your colors and your fonts, I would say that's where you need to really stick to. And then the other stuff, you can have some flexibility, but knowing what you need as a person when you're designing stuff or what you need when you're sharing stuff, if you have a designer do it for you, is really helpful to then know how much flexibility to give yourself in those guidelines or to tell your designer to give you in those guidelines. 
Around how many colors and fonts uh, do you recommend defining as, as part of that style guide? Again, for a personal brand, so it's not going to be a huge consumer corporate brand that maybe has as many applications for it as a personal brand may. But at the same time, just one font, just one color, what, what do you think is a good kind of family to have in there? When it comes to fonts, I often suggest two. So I have it's a strange connection, but it works to remember it. Two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. I'd say have no more than two fonts in one design because then it becomes overwhelming. So likewise in your branding, if you're smaller and not that huge corporate entity, then you can have that two fonts in one brand. And so that helps you then to not, to not look too busy, to not have too many things going on, to not have too much to choose from and help with your consistency. And those two fonts, generally, you would expect one to perhaps be a bit more bold and used as titles or kind of the hook of a post. And then the other to be more perhaps sans serif or which doesn't have all those fancy lines sticking out of the letters. So it's very clean um, and use that for perhaps paragraph text or going into more detail. And that not only helps to get attention with the first font, but it also helps when a user is looking at your um, carousel, say. They're able to see the top points that are in bold, that are the different fonts. And they can see that immediately and go, oh, yeah, 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 I agree with all of that. Or, oh, that makes sense. Oh, I'm learning something new. And then they get to one and they might want to read a bit more. They can then see the smaller, cleaner font underneath and go there to read more. So two fonts as a general rule for personal branding would work well for most people. And then when it comes to colors, again, I would say one or two as a main color. Quite often you'll see people using a single color like you and your red and me and my purple. But then I don't know about you with your red, but I have a few shades of my purple. And then I have some very tertiary colors that kind of come into play that are yellows and oranges and blues. So that if I do need the colors of the rainbow, I've got ones that I default to. So you could have your kind of main one or two and then a few, perhaps up to five of the secondary ones. But again, it's so hard without individualizing it to have a hard and fast rule. Absolutely. I, I gave a lot of thought to this uh, myself, especially in 2020. In August 2020, I got a little more serious with defining my visual brand. I looked at so many combinations of kind of that showy font and that secondary font <laughs> before I came to these ones. And I defined my shade of red. My shade of red is one specific shade of red, but my secondary colors are really just black and white. I'm about to start mixing in some tertiary brand colors simply because I am me and I feel like a human brand should evolve and follow the person. And there have been a couple colors I've been wearing a lot of lately. I've gotten very into dark blue and I've gotten into this kind of golden tan color and those both look good with red. So stay tuned for that, folks. <laughs> a little bit of that mixed in with the red and black and white of the classic Coca-Cola whatnot look. <laughs> and I love that. And it goes to show that a personal brand isn't necessarily defined and then you have to have it forever. That's huge. It can grow with you. Yeah. So I actually, I think that's the last thing I want to ask you about, which is personal brand evolutions. 
how can you, how do you work with people to evolve a brand so that they're not entirely starting from scratch? They are building on that existing brand equity. Maybe when they started out, they just did it themselves and they're realizing they want to step it up and work with an actual designer and you don't want to just ruin every trash, everything they've done before and start from scratch. What are some things to keep in mind when evolving a brand? So I define this as a brand refresh as opposed to a redesign. Because I think redesign makes it sound like you are starting from scratch, whereas a refresh is bringing in some new feel to what is already there. I think it's important always to consider what people already know you as and see you as. And so when I work with clients in a brand refresh kind of way, we'll look first at what they've got already. We'll look at why we've got those things already, if there is a reason. And then we'll look at what it is that their target audience or their current clients know them for. And that will help us to know what to keep and what to change. And then when it comes to evolving that, often if there isn't meaning, definitely if there isn't meaning behind those colors or the branding itself, we will add that meaning in. And that might come with a few color changes or shades of color changes, but it all comes from a place of meaning. And so it grows. As the kind of personal brand has grown and building out your network and changing things, then we can look at how the design can evolve to match that and have that same passion and meaning behind it. So there'll be some things that perhaps an icon will stay, but the way the icon looks will be updated or we'll change the icon altogether, but we'll keep the style of font. I worked with a client who had a kind of Korean calligraphy style of font because of where he grew up. And because of what his kind of business name was, it made sense that we kept that. But instead of keeping, there's a very limited number of Korean calligraphy fonts available. What we then did was make him one. So I designed one from scratch that kind of was reflective of that style. And then he had a very updated, more modern looking, clean looking font for his logo. But he looked the same to somebody who had seen him before or worked with him before, they still knew that was him and his brand. Oh, I love all of this, Amy. I could geek out on this forever with you. <laughs> For anyone else who would like to geek out with you, Amy, please tell the good folks at home where they can find you, why they should find you, and what they will find there. So I'm mostly active on LinkedIn, so I'd recommend finding me on there. I am Amy Walters, and if you type in Bloom Creative, that might help you find me there too. I'm the purple one, if you hadn't already guessed from the discussion we had. If you want to find me on Instagram, it's at bloom.creative.uk. And then my website is bloom-creative.co.uk. And what you'll find there is more of this kind of chat, looking into tips and stuff around design and branding, a little bit of AI now too. And you can sign up to email newsletters and stuff if you would like to get even more. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Amy. It has been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. And thank you for listening to Let's Talk About Brand, whether you are listening to us on your podcast player of choice or if you're watching the video podcast. Hi, over on YouTube. Either way, please do subscribe. Please leave a review if you liked it. And please do come back next week when I'll be here talking to another smart guest expert about a different element of personal branding. Bye.